Hey there, and thanks for joining us for the Weekly Grind, a podcast where we work out the topics that shape and influence the culture, community, and church of today from a biblical perspective. My name is Ben, here with my pastor and good friendship. He's a lead pastor, and I'm the worship pastor at the Napoleon Church of the Nazarene. Today on the podcast, we tackle the subject of marriage and parenting. If you're up for a fight, well, a fight for your family is a good fight to have. We talk priorities, schedules, discipline, and objectives in today's podcast. So this is the weekly grind, and this is fighting for your family. All right, what's happening, Chip? Not much. Trying to survive the uh, Ohio February weather. Yeah, yeah. Another snow day. My wife's at home today with my son. and I think I just scheduled a spontaneous vacation to Florida next week. Yeah, get away from this for a little bit. I'm tired. I'm tired of it. (laughs) Every year that passes, I just kind of, I love the fact that growing up in the Midwest, there's a change of seasons. Mm -hmm. Man, this season, if it could just be for a month. Yeah. And if I knew it was just for a month, I could embrace it. Yeah. But I can't embrace it because it just drags on. Yeah, we're kind of in the grind. It's been a mild winter overall, but you know, by the time February's over, I'm ready for spring right. to come, and then you get another month probably or so of two two weeks cold away weather. from March. Yeah, to me, March is like not snow. Yeah, but probably will be. It is in Northwest Ohio. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's okay. It's how it is. Uh, so we we started a series a couple weeks ago here at the church, and it called a fair fight, a good fight, a good a good fight. fight. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. a good fight. <laughs> Um, but yeah, hopefully a fair, a good fight is a fair fight. Yeah, yeah, maybe, <laughs> hopefully. Uh, and every every week in or every year in February, we try to we try to do something centered around around family ish, and uh, and so that's kind of where we're at in the in the cycle. And um, it's it's really cool because there's there's a there's a lot of things that, that Scripture says, but then there's also a lot of practical takeaways, and I think that's. That's where this series can get a lot of momentum. Is there's a lot of tangible things that yeah. you can that you can walk away from this saying, "Oh wow, this is what I could do to be a better husband. This is what I could do to be a better father." And uh, and so we figured, hey, if there's a lot of practical elements with this series, let's just do do a podcast on it and just share some of those practical elements. Yeah, and when you're in the middle of a series, as we do at the church, it's like but normally a month of concentrated focus mm-hmm. on uh, a, t- a biblical truth. And so we just kind of get immersed in it. And so sometimes you just want to, out of the overflow of what's going on with you, it just spills out. A- and yet, honestly, all of us, this is not a wasted or a, well, uh, that's not a very interesting topic or that's not a very relevant topic. Absolutely not. I mean, this is the heartbeat of who we are. The core of where a lot of our time, energy, uh, resources, obviously, yeah, are focused, right? Yeah. And no doubt, so many of our of the listeners of this podcast are in the middle of the rat race of family uh, today, kids, schedules, uh, maybe grandkids, and that's a whole new dynamic, mm-hmm. right? I mean, this is where we live, yeah. And so it's good to think about what does the Lord want to do with this. How is he wanting me to live in this? And how can I enjoy this gift, 
this design of God at its, you know, I say maximum for all you perfectionists out there, like that, that stresses you out. Can you say that? But at a full, abundant perspective, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, so in today's <clears throat> podcast, you're going to be really be driving the bus and steering. I think a lot of this content. Um, I'll kind of be. You don't normally like it when I drive, though. Yeah. No, I don't. <laughs> I'll let you drive here. I'm safe in this <laughs> this little space that we have going on right now. We're not in a a moving vehicle. So that's good. That's another That's another podcast. Ask right? me about that sometime. No, don't. So where do you want to begin? Where do you want to begin? We have we have the dynamics of of leading ourselves. We have the dynamics of being a being a good spouse and and then um and then uh our, our children. So where do you where do you want to begin? Well, I think again basically where we started with this series, um the family is something that's worth fighting for, right? We use Nehemiah, the whole idea of as he was restoring God's design and plan as far as the city of Jerusalem and coming back to the homeland, the promised land, it's such a cool picture to me of him as they get there to restore what God had intended. They faced enemies, right? Squatters in the land who didn't want them. And so they had to literally build and fight, defend at the same time. And he says... Listen, this is a cause worth fighting for, and you're fighting for those things that are most valuable to you for your families, for your sons and your daughters and your wives. And I think in our culture, and in every culture, one of the things that we absolutely are fighting for is our families. And that fighting for calls for intentionality, right? Yeah. You're not just going to kind of mosey through Doesn't have having a family. No. And good things happen, and things accomplished, raising kids right, having that that beautiful companionship with uh, that person God has given to you, and that blending of, of two becoming one and something far better happening in that. Yeah. Uh, that's not... You're not going to mosey through that. You know, It's not osmosis. Yeah. You just wake up, and it's good. You wake up, and it's... No, it's very intentional. Mm-hmm. And as a fighter prepares and trains for his fight, I think the Word helps us prepare and train to fight this good fight for our families, uh, defeating all the, the enemies that exist that, that a fallen world is wanting to destroy this God-designed, God-given unit that He wants to be foundational in this world for how to see his glory revealed. Yeah, cuz con- the enemy is constantly using using things in in this world to distort, to break down the the family design that God had intended. Absolutely. And we need to be aware of that. That's we why we're on use- guard. That's, that's why we're using yeah. this kind of language. Yeah. Um just like y- you hear this all the time and you experience when you get married, like advice all across the board is hey in marriage, it takes what work. Mm-hmm. Like you'd think happily ever after, and this attraction, and this compat, this chemistry, and it's so easy to think, man, if we can just get married, it's gonna be, you know, yeah. <laughs> and yet, it takes a ton of intentionality to keep that chemistry intact, to grow together. Mm-hmm. That's the whole premise here: is are you yeah. Fighting this fight with intentionality, with focus, 
Are you not getting distracted from what are some primary objectives of your life? It can be so easy to get distracted. A hobby here, a goal over here, and all of a sudden my time becomes consumed by things that aren't feeding in and fostering healthy family climate. One of the one of the phrases that you sentences that you'd shared, um, Christ-centered homes are made, not inherited. And I love that because that goes right along with what you're what right. you're sharing right now. And don't get me wrong, I mean I I inherited a framework of but truth. You, but that's not what you constant that's not what you li- that's a good foundation. That's a good place to start. That's a starting point. They just gave me a direction to go. I had to make Christ-centered homes only come through Christ-centered people. Yeah, where the Spirit of God is in us, right? And I think I have been a, a part of churches where there has been that dynamic of, you know, mom and dad were strong believers. It's just kind of what I do, mm-hmm. but I've never owned my faith. I just kind of ride the coattails of their faith and their belief system. And I I make their belief system my own, Mm -hmm. but I tend to think that something happens where their faith becomes my faith. That does not happen. And I remember looking back, I was 21, I think, when this, when it really set in, 2021. This, I just, I remember this particular season of my life where I was, yeah, I saved whatever was a believer at, at an early age, but I could tell I was really under my parents' faith umbrella for a number of years, and that was when um, I could tell I was at a crossroads in my life, 2021, where it's like, okay, it's not my parents' faith anymore. What am I going to do? Am I going to go a different direction, or am I going to own this, and do I want this for my, my life and myself? And if I do, I need to take this a lot more seriously. Now, I hope a lot of people kind of come to that a lot of people come to it later in life. A lot of people come to it before. That's kind of in my life, sure, where I worked through it, sure. And uh, and not to say that again that I was that I was astray or that I was doing these things, but I think as my relationship with Christ started to grow, it's like I be I had this realization where, yeah, I've I've been on the coattails of my parents' faith now. It's time, it's time, Ben, for you to own it. So think about where you were on the coattails. And let's say you would have stayed there. You are now a parent. How do you think that would have went for Judah if you were if you stayed at that coattail place? I, I think it just kind of would have been a good ideas and and whatever, but there would have wouldn't really have been any intentionality behind it. Right. And sociologists do this, they study trends like this, generational twins, uh trends, and it, it absolutely, with Christian faith, or really any kind of belief system, mm-hmm. there's a generation that embraces it, and what I, happens sometimes, or often, is the next generation assumes it. They don't embrace it, they just assume it, coattails, yeah. and by the next generation, it is like, it's lost. They lose it, because it takes the authenticity of every generation to pass the reality of the yeah. faith down. Yeah, and I think, unfortunately, when you get to that maybe third generation, so you have maybe you have a grandparent that it was, it was modeled 
just extremely well. And, oh, man, my grandma is a saint and my grandpa is a saint the way that they live their lives. And so, you know, your parents are on that. And then and then by then you're you're just you look at them as a saint rather than and then and then it's like, well, what have I done to 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 live like that? Because we're all called to live to live like this. It's not, it's the first one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and making it your own. So, yeah, that's. That's that's good. And so basically, what our, our our premise was, the lead premise, and I still think it's the the premise, that when I'm thinking about how I'm going to fight for my family, because remember Paul says in First Corinthians, he uses the analogy of a boxer. Mm-hmm. He said, "I don't sit there and just beat the air. Mm-hmm. I know how to jab and move and bob and weave and then strike. It's not like I'm just like he's trained. Yes. So it's not just." what the fight should be, but it's how to fight that fight. Yeah. And our premise is that in this figuring out how to have Christ-centered homes, how to be a godly husband or a wife, how to, how to lead your kids to the faith and in the faith, yeah. um, it's led by this authenticity, mm-hmm. who you are. Is crucial to this whole thing, and I love the the greater context of that because earlier on in that passage, he's talking about the freedom that he has, and he says, "Yeah, I'm I'm free. I'm free. That's what that's what Christ did. But guess what? I've I've chosen to enslave myself to to serve Christ because of what He did for me, yep. and that means dying to myself, and and I'm a slave for others now." And I'm living for others. That's right. And so now when we get into the family dynamic, we we get to the part of what does it mean to really die to your to yourself, to your own ambitions for the sake of the gospel, for the sake of the family. That that's that's perfect. I mean, because he says it's others focused, right? For sure. And, and at the heart of what to be an authentic believer is, is to follow Jesus, who was others focus the yeah. epitome of it yeah and so that's a great uh, that's a great point that in fighting this fight i lead with a others mentality like to to fight the fight for my wife for my kids it's going to call me to die to my own selfish ambition and to become a part of something that's bigger and that's the family unit mm-hmm. uh, I and I've seen, I've seen guys. I've seen ladies who start a family, join with a spouse, and start a family, and yet their own selfish ambition is still a lead measure for them. And the pain it causes when a career is more important than your family, mm-hmm. when a hobby is more important than your family, when something else is more. We see that, right? Yeah. Everybody sees that. Kids that struggle with not having the love and attention. And, um, and man, that's such a good point, man. We lead with authenticity. That comes from being others-focused. So, so really quickly, I think we've talked about this before. It's a really easy concept to grasp when it comes to your spouse. Men understand respect. Women understand love. Men need to love better. Yes. And women need to need to respect because that's the love language that men receive best. Right. It's it's so that's it's hard to live out sometimes. Sure. Because 
I know, I know like the way that I need to love my wife best is to show affection and to affirm words of affirmation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she knows domestically, I, I love a clean house. That's just kind of one of my things. Mm -hmm. And I know that she respects, she proves to me that she respects me by doing her best to manage our home. And making to, that a, 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 to a make matter it a priority. of priority. Yeah. And, and, and that's not true for, for every person, but, right. but what it shows is that she respects me. I show that I love her yep. by doing the things that mean the most to her. Right. She shows she respects me by doing the things that mean the most to me. And what we've said is, is sorry. Go ahead. We've said, okay, you have to be authentic to make this work. Yeah. But right behind... And selfless. Right. And right behind that is what our families need most is not only authentic people, but that relationship of husband and wife being healthy. Yeah. Like, that's intimacy is what we called it. Yeah. It's vital. Our kids need to see that relationship. You know, Jesus called it this two becoming one flesh. Mm -hmm. But for me, it's like when I see that happen and when I model that, my kids find hope in relationships. They find security in relationships. They see that we as relational people can experience deep, fulfilling, life-giving relationship. And that relationship between husband and wife is such a key model mm -hmm. for our kids to believe and hope and strive that relationships are the core of who we are, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And so, and like you were mentioning, God has a design for how that's played out. Mm -hmm. Okay, I want you two to become one flesh. That's stable. That's life-giving. That's hopeful for families. And, and here's how it happens. And that's mm -hmm. what we tried to talk about last week, you know, yeah. the Ephesians 5, the being committed to the roles that God has designed for our family. Yeah. Uh, but again, authenticity and intimacy yeah. are, are foundationally sound. Yeah. I was thinking about this. I'm a sports guy, you yeah. know. Uh, every team that wins championships, you'll hear their coaches talk about something having to happen. And game, teams that win games, they'll talk about these two words, fundamentally sound. Mm -hmm. You know, we can have all the best. We can have a great playbook. We can have the cool formations and schemes and strategies. But if we're not fundamentally sound, we're not going to win. And to me, being fundamentally sound in this fight for the family is authenticity and intimacy. And out of that, then you can springboard into, okay, how do I, how do I nurture my kids? Yeah. How do I figure them out? We're, we, we are really focused on that now because we have so many resources now, right? We have so much data mm -hmm. studies. This, the whole world of psychology has just exploded. Yeah. And we understand ourselves and the makeup of ourselves better now than we ever have. And so parents, we have, res we have resources now to, okay, so my kid has this personality and he does this and this, and so mm -hmm. I should make sure that as I'm, you know, uh, training him, as I'm raising them... I need to be mindful. That's all good. Don't get me wrong. I'm trying to figure that out. I have four, yeah. and I'm trying to... Every one of them's different, and I appreciate. But if I get all caught up and consumed yeah. in that, 
and I'm not an authentic believer yeah. walking with Jesus, and I'm neglecting yeah. building intimacy with my wife, yeah. I, I'm going to be that team that that didn't make the playoffs because it wasn't fundamentally sound. Yeah, we uh, we live in such a such a culture now that that worships flair, it worships vanity, and you know when when that becomes your foundation, um, it's seriously flawed. Absolutely. And so, yeah, how do you? We're always we're always ready for like the next thing. We're always looking towards the next thing, and um, we just I think we miss so many moments that are right in front of us. Yeah. Of, of what God might want to do, and then you wake up one day, it's like, what have I done? Yeah, especially with parenting, and that's kind of where I'm at because we're getting ready to talk about this the next two Sundays, but we can become so focused on how do I produce the best child, Right? And some of that comes out of some selfishness because they are a reflection of us, we think, yeah. or they're a validation of us. Yeah. Uh, and that's a whole other probably topic, <laughs> definitely is. But we get, we get so focused on technique that often the gift of children lose their joy. They, they lose the, 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 the gift that it is, just the relationship that God has given us to, to, to experience a f- rich and full life of, of relationship, we get so focused on that, the process that we, so, we so, lose the moments. So Keegan and Sage are two oldest. They're, they're good athletes. I'll say that. I mean, mm-hmm. they're, Sage, is, Sage is really has a lot, a lot um, in the swimming department. Yeah. to give, and mm-hmm. she can really develop a lot in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, and she is, and uh, Keegan as well with with football and baseball and some of the things he's a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so often with, with kids that show that kind of potential, um, you as a parent could really allow them to become consumed yeah. with, with that extracurricular. Yeah. Fast forward that to... 10, 15 years from now, if that is the foundation that you're giving them, if swimming is the foundation, it's gone. In and 10 then she years. pulls something. What happens to her foundation? What does she have then? Where's her if if her self-worth and And then your so, relationship has been built on an extracurricular, right? Right. And but then and what have you taught her? You're exactly right. I mean, and then she looks at you one day and she says, you allowed my, you allowed this become my foundation. Yep. Why would we do that to our kids? I totally agree. And even for, and even beyond just the, the instruction, the foundation, the core of building a relationship with that that child. Yeah. That's built on just enjoying uh, each other's. You know, as God has given this gift to me. I, I delight in your personality and who you are as a person and your mm-hmm. identity, and I love on that, and I, I, I try to... You know, all those things that build a great relationship. Um, also, that calls for just moments and time shared. Mm-hmm. Like for us right now, like we're, we're establishing this habit. 
My family loves Monopoly Deal. Have you ever played Monopoly Deal? No. Dude, you can play Monopoly Deal in like 20 minutes, 15 minutes. It is a fun game. And guess what? Last night, the night before, we are establishing habits of like we just sit down and, and play a game of Monopoly Deal. It's not around production. It's not, it has nothing to do with swimming. has nothing to do with basketball. has nothing to do with school, schoolwork. It's just we just sit around a table and play a game, but in that game, we actually develop relationships with one another. We laugh at one another. Yeah. Not hopefully not in a bad way, but you know, you, the natural teasing, with, yeah. and, and then we just we have healthy conversations. Mm-hmm. We build relationship, um, and we try to just enjoy this gift that God has given to us of each other. Yeah. Um, th- those are those are at the heart of what God said. Children are a gift yeah. from the Lord. Yeah. And I guess my my thought on on all of this is I mean you're you're instilling I mean relationship and but what are the what are the foundational elements and and I just I turn to scripture with this because it kind of sounds morbid. I'm always thinking about my deathbed like every day. <laughs> but not in a, like a not in a morbid way. But as a driving, it, it motivates me. Living with the end. And it gives me perspective. Sure. Living with the end in mind. Yep. And it's like, what are the things that I want to instill in my kids that 50 years from now, At when I look funeral, back, they're going to appreciate. They're going to appreciate. Yep. And to me, man, it's 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 being rooted in something that's going to last. So, and yeah, there's other things that are going to come and go. There's other hobbies and extracurriculars. But what is that one lasting thing that I can give them? that they can build on for generations to come. That's it. You're right. And it, it's the Deuteronomy 6. Yeah. As we drive in the car, as we sit at the table. And all these things, yeah. Are we being intentional before we tuck them in at night? Mm-hmm. You know, are we praying with them? Yeah. Are we reading yeah. stuff to them and talking about how does God's truth and God's word work in my situation in life? Yeah. Even with my junior high son now, which is a whole new phenomenon for us, and this year has been different as having a seventh grader, just trying to have conversations all the time mm-hmm. and relating it back to his faith, yeah. his trust in the Lord, his continual identity in the Lord, mm-hmm. and that he is loved with a love he can't, you know, all that stuff. And we come alongside that. But really, his life should be led by the love of the Father. And then the love of his parents come into play. Yeah. Uh, So I got a a fun little (laughs) proud dad moment and a little embarrassing at the same time. This is good. I heard this (laughs) yesterday. So I'm off on Monday. So Judah and I are at home together. And it was just, it was an, an unorthodox day. We'll just say that. And so I'm just rushing around. We're trying to get lunch together. And, and so he, it starts with a snack to hold him over and then I'm getting the rest of it. And somehow he ends up on his high chair. And so, and then one thing leads to another and we're just, we're, he's in the middle of his lunch and he's about done. And he looks at me and he folds his hands together and looks at me. And it's in that, we pray before every meal, man. And it's in that moment. I'm like, 
you're reminding me that we never prayed before before we ate and we never gave thanks. And uh, it was just it was just a, a glimpse of uh, what they're crowd. catching already. Oh man, they're sponges, and he's 16 months. And he's, he's such a sponge with rhythms. To pray and he, <laughs> so it starts early. It does, and it's being intentional on that on that point, right. being intentional on those things. Yeah. So hey, I, I realize this is one of the greatest. It is one of the greatest tasks we'll ever have, and and I get that it's it's super hard, and it's super complex. Yeah. And so, much joy, so many curve so many curveballs that come our way. I don't know how to handle this. It can be so easy to be so stressed and anxious about being a parent. Um, and yet, it is such a blessing. It's a gift from God. And we need to embrace what God has given to us yeah. and lead with the simple things. Yeah. And realize every one of us can be authentic. Mm-hmm. Every one of us can, can learn intimacy with our mm-hmm. spouse first and then value the relational time we have with our kids we can all do that yeah and i think out of those it it helps us cut a path through and navigate through what god's design for our family is yeah and we're, experience it we're all busy we're yeah. all running around take take the moment though under seize moments that's right with your with your kids with your spouse because you don't you don't get that moment back that's it and back so. to your morbid uh, funeral talk. I've done a lot of funerals. There's a common theme. Always. It's relationships that people want to have experienced the most. Memories. And one more thing. You, you, talk, you, you brought it up in staff meeting. So many of the best memories that we cherish are free. Yeah. It doesn't have to be trips to Disney World. Yeah. So many memories and the things that you look back on didn't cost a penny. It just costed your time yeah. and intentionality. Snowy day. Yeah. You take the time out to go sled it at the golf course. Yeah. Yeah. Those are moments that last forever. Well, hey, thanks for engaging with us in this week's episode of The Weekly Grind as we tackle the topics of today from a biblical perspective. If you found today's topic or any episode valuable to you and your growth, it'd mean a lot to us if you would leave us a comment. And don't forget to subscribe to stay caught up on every episode of The Weekly Grind podcast. Thanks so much, and we will see you next time.